What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Higher Purpose Podcast, episode three. Chris, how are we this morning, my guy? We're doing great. We're doing great. First time we've ever filmed the podcast in the morning. Yeah, 7 a.m. early start here. That's just kind of, that's kind of like part of the trainer's life, though. You got to get used to those early mornings. Hey, man, yeah. I, I mean, when did you start waking up early? Um, when I, I started definitely waking up early for metabolic. I was, uh, I was waking up, man, like 3.30 some mornings for, uh, for some of those classes. And, and that was like December I started. So it was right in the thick of like, the, it's cold, it's dark, you're the only person on the road. So that was yeah. like the real eye-opening, like, all right, man, like if you want to get into this fitness life thing, like you got to adapt to this because that's, that's kind of how it works, early mornings, late evenings. Absolutely, yeah. I, same thing for me, fitness got me up early I mean I started getting up around four o'clock in the morning I think my like junior year of college and that was like during college just things got so busy that it was the only time I could work out then even last summer I remember a lot of 3 a.m. mornings so yeah, yeah there that's, you go. that's the grind <laughs> right there and, and that takes uh, a little bit of mental toughness which is uh, what we're talking about today Ooh, so I like what you did um, there was a nice segue <laughs> yeah absolutely um, so you want to introduce today's topic sure so today we just want to talk today guys about like what it means to be mentally tough and I think that this this topic of discussion is is so important obviously in all facets of life being mentally tough is going to help you immensely but specifically also when it comes to health and fitness and getting your butt out of bed in the morning when it's freezing cold it's still dark out you're underneath the covers getting yourself out of bed coming to the gym and then and that's 50%, right? It's coming to the gym's 50%. Well, the other 50% is having a quality workout and not just going through the motions. Hey, Amen, yeah. And, uh, and that's where this mental toughness thing relates to fitness. I mean, I think that fitness in itself is about 90% mental. This is really, the, the, the gym is somewhere that we not only develop our physical characteristics, but definitely our mental strength, our mental fortitude and toughness. So, um, and that's something that I've really used the gym for for myself is developing my mental strength. And I think a lot of being mental, quote unquote, mentally strong um, has to do with discipline and also just doing what you say that you're, you are going to do. So it's self-accountability and really doing the things that you set out to do. And I think the gym is just a wonderful place to like practice that and implement this and <clears throat> really develops that side of our characteristics. I couldn't agree more, man. And that word that you use, discipline, that is the key right there. Discipline is the key to everything, guys. So, And, and keep in mind, discipline is not a bad thing. We often hear not. the word discipline, and you're like, ugh, discipline. Like, automatically, there's a negative connotation. There's negativity around that word. But in, in this setting, when it, when it comes to self-discipline, this is freedom. This is the master. This is top dog really mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more dude so when it comes to discipline it's just like everyone gets started because motivation and motivation is awesome to light the spark but what's going to keep that fire going is discipline when right. the motivation fades which it inevitably will no matter what endeavor you can start off hot and excited and ready to go but things as the process continues you have to fall back on that discipline and it comes, it comes down to, at least for me, I think, when you're building habits, you're trying to build habits to become a certain type of person. 
And so the way I like to think about it is every single time, for example, I want to be a healthy person, so I'm gonna come to the gym because a healthy person comes to the gym, right? Every single time you come to the gym, you're casting a vote for the person that you're trying to be. Right. And so without yeah. discipline, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, yeah. I kind of look at it the same way, really. And, and that's through years and years and years of listening to motivational speakers, uh, Tony Robbins being my favorite, but small little victories um, yeah. add up. So mm-hmm. everyone wants to get to a certain point. And like, keep in mind, I think Americans, a lot of people in today's society just want things overnight. Yep. And it, it just doesn't work like that. Like you're not going to go from being lazy on the couch, eating like crap to being a health freak and, you know, eating clean and exercising. <laughs> hour. Like that doesn't happen overnight. So what we need to do and what I always do is begin with the end in mind. And it can be cliche, but I look at like right now, as, as a lot of you know, I've started a cut. Um, I'm looking at the end result. So I want to weigh a certain way. I want to look a certain way, feel a certain way. And I always revert back to that kind of end goal where, so every day I'm practicing discipline where I'm not where I want to be yet, but I'm making daily decisions that are leading me closer to that goal, whether it's what I'm eating, what I'm doing as far as activity. So I'm taking these small actions every day. I'm applying discipline by thinking of that end result, knowing that these are going to take me one step closer. Those little victories every single day are adding up to the point where now I'm about you know a few weeks, a month in, um, it's it's becoming a habit and, and, and it's becoming more of a lifestyle. So each day these little victories are adding up and that's self-discipline because anyone could take the easy way out and say, I'm not gonna do the extra cardio, I'm not gonna eat clean today, I'm gonna take one day off, whatever it might be. But by disciplining yourself, I'm built, you build that confidence by doing these daily practices that lead you towards that goal. And along the way, you're becoming more disciplined because you're following through on what you said you were gonna do. Um, and, and over a long period of time, that's when these little victories start to really add up. Dude, absolutely. And it, and it starts, the beauty of discipline, like you said, discipline literally gives you freedom because what it allows you to do is you don't have to make so many decisions throughout the day. For right. example, when you wake up, when your alarm goes off, you don't, you don't compromise and have that discussion with yourself and, and try and talk yourself out of all the reasons why you should stay in bed or this or that because it's warm. You don't allow it to happen because you get your foot right onto the ground. Like You step onto the ground right away right. without even thinking about it because you already made the decision. You already committed. And, and that's the exact same thing with anything with anything else throughout your day. For example, like different foods, it's like the beauty, I believe, of meal prepping and planning ahead is that it takes away those decisions of, and those potential places where you could talk yourself out of having the healthier option. Like instead of maybe, uh, instead of, if you weren't already planned ahead with like, for example, like a grilled chicken salad or something for lunch, you could potentially be like, at work and and you pass by I don't know a Dunkin and are just like like ah oh, like but that the bagel sausage egg and cheese like sounds really good in that three hundred fuck excuse me uh, calorie frappuccino no or whatever do you know what I'm saying like yeah when you are planned ahead the decision is already made for you you're already disciplined you know you're gonna follow through with it 
And it's honestly, it's less of a headache throughout the day when you're able to minimize the decisions that you have to make because you planned ahead and you already know the decisions that are gonna be in your best interest. That allows you freedom from the anxieties and the worries of having to to navigate throughout the day. And not only that, it goes back to self-confidence. When you do, like if you're someone who eats out a lot and you meal prep and you bring in um, that grilled chicken salad like Brandon was saying, and you drive past the Dunkin' and knowing that you have this goal of getting healthier or losing weight or whatever it might be, and you drive right by it and you go and eat your meal prep lunch that you brought, and granted, it's not gonna taste as good as Dunkin' most likely, but you go and you do it anyways because you're disciplined, you're, you're developing those characteristics. <laughs> it, it's a huge one, that's a small victory, and you're gonna start to build confidence. You're gonna feel good that you were able to say no to something that you've done in the past mm-hmm. and, and implement these new practices and you're going to feel good about that. And that's something that can be really challenging, especially at first. But the more you do it, it turns into a habit. Yeah. And, and, and it just becomes easier. And that's why the hardest thing is really getting going. And that's why I'm saying, and I said earlier, don't bite off more than you can chew. Don't sit back and say, I'm going to change everything overnight because tomorrow's November 1st or tomorrow's this January 1st. It's a new year. It's a new me. I, some people, it happens, but most people cannot completely change their lifestyle overnight and expect to stick with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so take like, maybe it's this week, you're just deciding, hey, I don't wanna hit snooze on my alarm clock. Boom, like mm-hmm. change one thing at a time. We're, focus on one thing and make mm-hmm. it happen. And little by little, these things will add up. And it's really, it's a marathon. Like yeah. health, creating a healthy lifestyle, is not, it's not an overnight success. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's really, you have to continue to work at it. Absolutely, man. And, and so many times, I think that when we see people, especially because of social media, obviously everyone's always comparing themselves to, to others and this and that. You can't compare your chapter one or your chapter two to someone's chapter 20. Right. They've been doing these things for a long time. And like Chris, Chris had said, you have to start small. Like just because we're sitting like let's say you want to become an early riser and me and chris are saying sitting here saying like yeah like i used to wake up at 3 30 i used to wake up before yeah you don't have to being an early riser doesn't necessarily mean waking up at four o'clock 4 a.m when you've been waking up at 7 30 all it means is if you want to become an early riser then start the next day 10 minutes earlier Literally just 10 minutes earlier. Or don't hit and, snooze. Or, or don't hit snooze. Right. Or, or the, but the next day, a, like a little bit more, 10 minutes earlier, like Chris saying, building upon, building upon those things are going to, they're going to compound. And then progressively over a month's time, you'll see the big differences. It's, so what happens is when people try to do too much at once, I don't know how many times, and so when I've had consultations with people, um, when we want to get into training, I'm discussing their prior experience with training and, and how long they've been doing it or if they've done it at all. So often than not, people come in with absolutely zero training experience. They've hardly been working out for years or this or that. And they come in with this motivational kick. Like they're, something sparked them, which right. is incredible because it got them in the door, it got them in the meeting with me, which shows me they're genuinely have their best interest um, in mind, right? But too, more often than not, 
I asked them, how many times, like, would you like to work out? How many times do you think a week? And they're just like, six times a week. Like, I'm ready to go. And this is a person who hasn't, who hasn't been to the gym maybe ever or in years. Right. And they want to sort of six days a week. It's like, it's like, I'm so glad that you are excited about this genuinely. But I want, I want you to have the most success over the long haul and over for your life. It's not, I'd, I'd much rather have the individual who works out two to three days a week for three months than six days a week, seven days a week, every single day for a month and then burns out. Right. Because we're trying to build these healthy habits over our lives, over right. a long period of time. It's not, it's not about killing ourselves at first, giving it our all, and then, bur- and then burning, burning out at the end. So right, right. it's just so much better to start small, build your consistency, build adherence, build habits, and keep hitting those small wins in eventually you'll see the person that you're trying to become unfolding in front of your eyes and that is going to be your next motivation because you're seeing the progress it's tangible it's right in front of you you're feeling better you may have lost a couple of pounds maybe you gained some muscle you're just seeing strength gains in your lifts like you can see the progress and that's going to be your next kick of motivation but it has to be it has to be a, a consistent, slow, patient process. It's just when you do too much at once, it, it can inevitably, a lot of the times, it, it, it's over pretty quickly when you do that. Right, right. Yeah, and, and that's where it's like doing something that's going to fit your lifestyle. Almost like we were talking about with the diet last week. Um, it has to become a part of your lifestyle. So if if you can't see yourself working out six days a week for the next couple of years, don't even try it now. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if that's not going to be reasonable for you, I think two to three days a week is a perfect, perfect starting place. Absolutely. Too. And I, I have a lot of people, and this is like goes back to time too, that um that I see twice a week, and some of these people work 80, 90 hour work weeks, and we've seen great progress off of just two days a week strength training. Sure. So it is doable, and don't. Don't bite off too much that, that you can chew because it, it's just, it's setting you up for failure at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, dude, absolutely, man. And, and like you said, starting with the end in mind, you have to have that. that reason. When things get dull, when things get mundane, right. which they inevitably will, right, you, right. you need to be able to pull out, pull out within you the reason why you got started in the first place. Right, and we all have, like, there, you got to find a reason within you, and whether it's your grandkids, your future grandkids. I, I talk, I talk to a lot of mothers about their future grandkids. Like, I always, it's kind of crazy, but sometimes my future kids, they motivate me mm-hmm. to be a better person, to be a healthier person. I mean, we have to, you know, think about that end result. Like, why are we doing what we're doing? Do mm-hmm. we want to make the varsity football team next year? Do we want to just get in better shape so that? that feeling of when I go to Lake George next summer and put on my bikini, how mm-hmm. the hell am I going to feel? Mm-hmm. That's like what kind of has to keep you driven, especially in these cold winter months. Cause like you said, mm-hmm. it gets hard. Oh, it's holiday season. And mm-hmm. there's, there's family events, there's friends. Event. Like, yeah, it, there's, it's like that for everybody. But you know, if you're disciplined, you can get through these times and not wait till January mm-hmm. 1st. 
Um, and it's no excuse to let off your goals or your health. Mm-hmm. The hardest, the most important thing, and I think the most successful people have had the most success with this concept, and that is sacrificing the short-term mm. comforts mm. for the long-term fulfillment, like right. the long-term win. Right, and a lot of what we do <clears throat> now, I mean, with today's society, it's, it's always now, and it's, it, we're, we're hooked on short-term fixes, sugar highs, and, and there's drugs and alcohol, but it's, it's long-term. You have to paint that picture in your head. Where do you want to be? Who are you going to be? Mm-hmm. Um, and then working every day towards that. Exactly. I mean, this is the reality. I, I love this. So this yeah. is, I got this like concept. Uh, there's this book, incredible book called Discipline Equals Freedom uh, by Jocko, Jocko Willink. I think that's how you pronounce the last name. Well, he was a Navy SEAL. He's just a man. But he just puts it, he puts it so bluntly. And it's just a, like the weights, like the metal, it's not going to lift itself. Right. If you're trying to, if you want to become an author, the pages, they're not going to write themselves. Right. You can sit there and you can think and stress and worry about the type of person that you want to be and the type of life that you want to live. But the cavalry is not coming to help you. Right, you right, can't right. sit there and just be wishing and wanting. You need to be proactive and take action and put your life in your own hands. You need to make it happen. You need to create the life that you want for yourself. That is the absolute truth, too. There is, and and like you said, no one is going to save you. There's nobody that's going to help. Unfortunately, even a trainer isn't going to help you lose. I mean, they're going to help you, guide you to lose 50 pounds, but at the end of the day, you're going to, like, you have to take self-control of your your own life and go out and make it happen. Um, And, and, Really, I, no matter what area of life it is, it could even be mental health. Like, I, you have to take the bull by the horns. You have to, like, buckle down on yourself mm-hmm. and, and really take action, you know, to make your life better. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to lose weight, as much as, like I said, a trainer will help you show you how to do it. Um, but at the end of the day, it's going to be your discipline. It's going to be you buckling down on yourself that really fulfills the goal. Absolutely. And I... um. And I think just another another way that a practical way that you can practice um, mental toughness and becoming mentally tougher. I had this conversation uh, with my uh, one of my clients this morning. A great discussion. Um, it was about how important, how essential it is to to do things that are uncomfortable. Yeah. To move toward the uncertainty. And obviously, at first, it's going to be, it's, obviously, you don't want to do it. You're going to feel resistance. Right. But once you do it, once you move toward the uncertainty, once you do things that are uncomfortable and do it again and again and again and again, you actually desensitize yourself towards doing the uncomfortable. Right. It comes more na- It becomes more natural. Similar, honestly, dude. Similar with the podcast. Like the first episode, it's like there's like a lot of nerves. It's like yeah, like you. We talk with me, Chris and I talk with each other all the time and have awesome discussions. But doing it with cameras and a microphone, it's a little different. At first, it's a little <laughs> bit uncomfortable, sure. But episode three, obviously, it hasn't been that much time, but yet you can already feel it just becomes more natural. And I'm just going to give uh, an anecdotal, uh, just like a story, a quick story here. And this is, it's, it's, 
it, you're gonna sound it's gonna sound goofy, but this is this is a personal experience that happened to me. Is when I grew up, I, I was attacked by dogs. A couple scenarios attacked by dogs. I don't remember why, but I was a young kid. Um, neighbor's dogs just kind of jumped, tackled me. It it was a little scarring probably, but so as I grown up. I don't dislike dogs. I'm just never the first one to go over there and like be petting and rustling. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, yeah. But so I was uh, on a run at DiCaprio Park once and people are always walking their dogs there. And so a lot of times people don't have them on the leashes, this and that too. And so I'm running. And so someone with a big dog on the leash, and I was thinking about uh, this uncomfortable concept at the time. (laughs) Someone's walking with their dog on the leash and they're coming my way. And typically in the past, I would have like dodged a bullet, taken a left, gone out of my way to just like not deal with it because I didn't feel like getting attacked or even have the risk, right? But I I had this concept of of doing things that were uncomfortable because that's where the growth is in the back of my head. And as soon as I saw that dog, but on the leash, uh, not on the leash next to his owner, my first instinct was take the left, dodge a bullet. And I was like, you know what? No shot. I'm going to go. I'm going to go where it's uncomfortable. I'm going to keep going straight. And I'm going to pass this, uh, this owner and this dog that's not on the leash. It was a pretty big dog, by the way. And you know what happened? The dog came over. It was a very friendly dog. I played around with it, was petting it for, for, for a little while there. Like I said, hello to the owner. Kept going straight. And I felt so much better, dude, right. because I didn't let like my fear of, of something as small as, as this, I didn't let it win. I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go head on to this and I'm gonna like overcome this, this fear that like, I've created or is somewhat, somewhat in me from some experience when I was young. Right. And all that story is just to explain to you that growth is on the other side of being uncomfortable. That's like plain and simple. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I mean, I feel like the whole time I'm thinking about leg day. And oh this yeah, is why, like, yeah. I, I, I've fallen in love with legs. Like, I, leg yep. day is my favorite because it is uncomfortable for everybody. Like putting three, four hundred pounds on your back and squatting to the floor. Like it's, it's not, it's, it's not fun. It, yeah. it, it's painful. It sometimes you question whether you can do another rep and then you do it. And it's really putting, I, I've fallen in love because it puts me into such an uncomfortable position of my mind saying no, and my, or my body saying no, but my mind saying like, you have to do it again. Yeah. Because, and this goes back to doing what you say you're going to do. I'll go into a set and be like, I'm going to get eight reps. And unless I fall onto that rack, yeah. I'm getting eight reps because yeah. in my head, that's what I've decided. And it's puts me a lot of times into very uncomfortable situations. And I don't recommend this for everyone, but like seeing stars while squatting, deadlifting. <laughs> but for me, it puts me in such an uncomfortable situation that it's helping to really develop my character of like, mm-hmm. and my confidence too, of like mm-hmm. doing what I say I'm going to do. And even like your scenario with the dog, like that's building confidence. It's a, that's yeah, a stone in the bucket of confidence for you. Yeah. And the more self-confidence that you have doing what you say that you're going to do, not only is it building confidence and in certain areas of your life, but just the way that you carry yourself, you're going to feel better knowing that you're a person that follows through on their word. Exactly. Especially like, I mean, most of the dialogue that, the, that we have, the most talking that we do every single day is in our own head. Mm-hmm. So we want to be comfortable in our own head, let alone our yeah. own genes. Like we want to, yeah. the conversation, the dialogue going on, we want that to be 
positive. We want to feel confident in there. Mm-hmm. And, and whether and the only way that we're going to really develop that is getting uncomfortable. If, if you're comfortable all the time, if you're just kicked back, relaxed, never feeling stressed, never putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, then I feel sorry for you, to be honest. Yeah, like, no, that's, no. How, that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel sorry if you're chilling every single day, you, you know, not ever really putting yourself out there because mm-hmm. that's the only way that you're going to grow as a person. It's the only way that you're going to really become better mm-hmm. as a person. And um, no one should ever be feeling comfortable. And I promise you right now, even the top dog celebrities and musicians are putting themselves in uncomfortable situations mm-hmm. um, to grow and, mm-hmm. and to continue progressing. That's the and, only way to elevate, right? Is right. to just keep pushing, keep pushing the limits. What's next? How can I... How can I refine this? How can I do something I've never done before? And I think that's also the beauty of um, of always having, always doing things for the first time again, always being a beginner again. Right. Because right. even when you are, if you are very skilled in a certain way, at some point, if you keep doing that over time, and if you master something, you can kind of that can become complacent unless you're right. always trying to learn find different ways to be the novice and and, right. and humble yourself. And that's going to also always help you to continue to be mentally tough because you're always going to have to be put in that position where once you're punched in the face, once you're knocked down, you have to make sure you keep getting back up. And that can be with whatever, with whatever you're doing. Right. And that, I mean, even if you're like in great physical health right now and you're, you're listening in, I, I want you to look around at your mental health. Like, how's the dialogue in your head? Yeah. How's your spiritual health? Are you in touch with your creator or whatever you might believe in? How are your relationships? How's your, you know, your relationship with your girlfriend? You might have great physical health, mm-hmm. but eh, your relationship with your girlfriend isn't that great. Mm-hmm. Well, put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. Like, make an effort to make that better. Like, health is not just, you know, physical. It, this mental discipline, it can be applied to every single area of your life. And you need to consistently work at things to grow and to mm-hmm. make them better. So, like I said, it, it could be physical, spiritual, emotional, relational, all of these health. How, how's your job? How's your job treating you? Are you happy at work? Are you mm-hmm. not? Um, what do you need to do? What actions do you need to take that might not be so comfortable to help propel your life mm-hmm. in, as an overall experience? Because we constantly want to be striving for more, mm-hmm. whether it's more friends, more money, whatever it might be, something's got to drive you and you got to go out there and make it happen. Yeah. No, no one's going to save you. Yeah. No one, no, the cavalry's not coming. No. Dude, I love, I love that you keep coming back to the conversations because the, just slow it down, whatever, rewind, hear this out, write it down. The most important conversations are the ones you have with yourself. Right. All right. That is by, by far the biggest truth. I think it's, I don't know if it's like 10,000 thoughts a minute in our heads or, or something. It, it's something. That'd be a lot. It's, no, yeah. dude, it's, it's like some crazy number like that. Uh, that's not, it may not, don't quote me on that. It's some crazy number in the thousands is the amount of thoughts that we have in our head in a given minute. If all those, if all those conversations and words are negative and not putting you forward and not helping and they're hindering you, then you're already at a disadvantage. Right. And I think it's important to note too, um, self affirmations too. Instead of, if you're overweight, like you don't want to say, I hate when people are like, I'm fat. Yeah. Like, no, Yeah. you know, you have to, you have to refocus your thoughts. You're yeah. not fat. It's a, it's you know? not, it's not, 
and this is the truth, and you have to think about it this way. It's not I am fat. It's I have fat. I'm you people. A lot of people times people um, their identity their identity intertwines with these external things. For example, like emotions. If someone is uh, like an anxious, they call themselves an anxious person. They're like, right. ah, I'm an anxious person. You're not an anxious person. You experience anxiety more frequently than other people. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Because you're not anxious. You know what I'm saying? This anxious is, and, is and, the emotion. Right. And this is just, it goes back to rewiring your thoughts. Exactly. And, and, and one of the good news, folks, we have complete <laughs> control over our thoughts. You have literally absolute control over every thought that goes through your mind, for the most part. Yep. So... If you consistently look at yourself and put yourself down and say, I am this, I am that, and it's going to beat yourself up mentally. Mm-hmm. And you need to rewire your thoughts. You have that control. And as much as out of control as you might feel right now, you have complete control to catch yourself having, having negative thoughts and rewiring them, recircling them around. So something I used to do is like, if something really bad happens, if, if I'm running late and I, there's a car accident and I'm stuck in traffic and now I'm really, really late, I always try to rewire this, like my thoughts and my situation. I'm like, well, maybe this happened for a reason because, and then I say something really great, like it was gonna save me from hitting a deer, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. But like, mm-hmm. I try to rewire my thoughts so that nothing is bad it's always in your it's always in your favor and a hundred percent there's always you always have to find and look for the look for the opportunity within any given situation for example we had this discussion and this is a very extreme circumstance but it's like let's say someone's house like caught on fire and burned down or something right it's like you got, you were the one who gets to decide how you feel about that situation. Right. Maybe that is just a huge opportunity um, that's for you to go somewhere you've always wanted and experience all these new yeah. things and meet a different person. Do you know, it's just it doesn't have to automatically associate with a negative a negative perception. Like people, right. everyone hates traffic, right? Everyone's always complaining <laughs> about traffic. Maybe sitting in traffic, maybe that's an opportunity that you're able to listen to a podcast that could be absolutely life-changing absolutely. and put you on a totally different trajectory. It's all about looking at the situation, controlling your thoughts and how you view everything and making the most of it. And there's this quote by Eckhart Tolle. I love this quote. It's, uh, it's the primary cause of unhappiness is not the situation but your thoughts about it. Right. We get to decide how we feel about every single situation possible. And it's in your hands. It's in your hands. Yes. Everything is. So, I mean, and this, and this is the thing, is you have to constantly remind yourself about these things. You have to constantly reiterate, and that's why it's so great to have a, a close group of, of friends and people to support and to remind each other about these things right. because it can be easy it can be easy to forget and that's why it's so important 
to put affirmations uh, and like reminders around you. That's why I love quotes because it brings me right back. Absolutely. That's why I love to read. That's why uh, I know Chris loves like uh, motivational videos and stuff. Because but they they're phenomenal reminders because right. it's easy to forget. It is. It's easy to get off track. I even we had this talk uh, the other day, but I I feel like something that now working with Brandon, seeing Brandon every day, he's really reminded me of how I've gotten here. And that was like through the practices of listening to tapes and reading books and being around Brandon Moore has actually inspired me. Like, I feel like I've strayed from some of these practices and that I needed, like myself needed the reminder, like, hey, we gotta get back to doing the things that even got you here in the first place. Mm -hmm. So even someone like myself who for years and years and years have been like doing these practices and, and really meditating on great motivational speakers yeah. and books and even myself, I needed a reminder and mm -hmm. like, so it does happen and, and you can kind of slip up, I guess you could say, yeah. but the, they're still rooted in you. Um, all these practices that you'll develop, but yeah. And being, and even, and that's another thing we, we talk about too, is like, there's like seasons of life. So oh, like yeah, everything sure. is, is going, it's, it's a very wild time. Um, so many moving parts in, in Chris's life, um, creating legacy 2.0. <laughs> and so, yeah, there may not be enough. There might not be as much time or your mind isn't necessarily on all those practices, but it's never gone away. Like right. it's always will be in the back of your head. Well, that, and, and the hopes is that when you develop these, when you take your time to really yeah. do your studying of becoming a certain person, like studying the book, studying the tapes, practicing self-discipline, like implementing all of these practices. The goal is that when you're like, for me, when life is so crazy that I'm being pulled in a million different directions every single day, that these practices are now ingrained in my mind that exactly. I don't have, I, I'm just living them. They're coming, you know, the way that I live and the way that I talk and move. Yeah. These practices are now ingrained that the studying that I did when I had more free time is now making life easier. Yeah, absolutely, so, dude. That's where you want to get to, and um, there's always time too. Like, yeah, you can I, always I find, create I find time. It funny you can too always because, create time. Yeah, it, it, that's another thing. With so much going on, I mean, we were just talking about how I I haven't missed a cardio session. Yeah. I haven't <laughs> Let's go. missed listening to my my um my tapes lately. My motivational tapes. All of these things that it's like, I don't care how busy you are because. If I'm doing it, I think you guys can too. Like it, it's really just make the time for it and sneak it in however you can. Yeah. And that comes back to self-discipline. Like I, and, and mm -hmm. then, which is what we were talking about today. <laughs> but yeah, self-discipline. And, and that's where I've had to buckle down and, and say like, you have a million different things going on every day. Literally every minute of every day is planned and booked. And I'm still finding ways to sneak in my cardio because I have a goal and my self-discipline is telling me you have to do this and get it in. And somehow every day we're finding a way. So Exactly. And, and that all started with those practices when I was younger of waking up early, doing what I said I was going to do in the gym, whether it was eight reps on the squat, whether it was I'm going to get all my homework done tonight. When you do these small things every day and really develop that discipline, then when real gunfire comes down, you already know what you have to do to be successful. Mm -hmm. Dude, absolutely. And... Um, I just, I, the last, really one of the last points I want to make is that my biggest fear in life genuinely is compla complacency. Yeah. I think that the scariest thing in the whole world is looking at my 
looking at my life 50, 60 years down the road and just not seeing any growth, any progress, sitting in that comfortable position, wondering what what could have been. Right. And just and cool. so that keeps me that keeps me each day motivated to do absolutely everything I can for that version of me down the road right. to, to thank beginning to, with the end in mind. Beginning with the end in mind, right. man. Complacency absolutely scares the shit out of me and I just uh and I can't I can't let it happen. No. Absolutely not. Never. And I think some of the big takeaways from here too are Starting small for sure, yeah, and, and self-discipline. It's disciplining your mind. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, but start small. Start with trying to wake up a little bit earlier and knock out one goal at a time. Pick up a book, read the book. Mm-hmm. Even for me, it's like put away Netflix at night and put a book in your hands. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's like start small with just little things, and those little things are going to add up, and it's going to snowball. And I don't want you to look short term. I don't want you to think about the healthy lifestyle in a month from now. It's November 11th, 11-11, that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> you're not gonna be hearing this till probably like November 16th. But <laughs> anyways, um, start small and then think about the long run. Begin with that end in mind, whether you, know, you wanna get healthier, you wanna have a healthier relationship with your parents, whatever it might be, don't think of it as overnight. Put in the small little daily victories that are going to take you towards that goal and think about next summer or next year, a year from right now, if you started today just with these little habits, what would life look like then? How would you feel living in that life knowing that you've lost the 50 pounds? Mm-hmm. But it's not going to happen for next month. I'm sorry. Wait, you know, give it that time, nurture that seed, get, add up those small little daily victories um, and over the long haul, you're going to get to where you want to be and, and, and just stay disciplined to yourself. And once you do it for a period these, with these little victories, mm-hmm. it's going to become ingrained in you. It's just going to become who you are. Exactly. So yep. start small, begin with the end in mind, and um, just trust the process because you're going to get there. And if someone's done it before you, if someone's overcome anxiety, if someone's overcome depression, if someone's lost 50 pounds, which everybody has, so can you. You're, mm-hmm. You can do it. And you might need a, a friend. You might need someone to hold you accountable. But at the end of the day, you have your own back. It's time to change your life. It's time to c- take control of your thoughts. So get out there. Do what you have to do every single day. Daily victories add up. And that's all I got for you guys. I'm feeling pretty amped up. <laughs> let's go. Let's, let's have go. a day. Yes, absolutely. So whenever you're listening to this, go out there. Do something today to discipline yourself. And go out there and have yourself a day. And... Uh, Stay golden. (laughs) Hell hell yeah, brother. Live your legacy. Live your (laughs) legacy. You heard it here first. Uh, Yeah, seize the day. Carpe diem, baby. Come on. Peace. Peace.